0: hello everybody welcome back to the recruiting ish podcast uh it's tuesday february 14th happy valentine's day um to those of you celebrating um single and couples or to celebrate um we're here with Lacey from the
1: meta intro team and myself alex say hey hey how's it going happy valentine's day happy valentine's day to everyone and all everybody that's listening um either you're having a uh, National Single Awareness Day, a Galentine's Day, uh, or celebrating with somebody you love. So today, in the spirit of, I'm trying to find a way to tie this back on the spot. If, if In the in the spirit of love in the air, we're giving our love back to the individuals who to took the time to uh, send in their questions uh, for us to review today. Did I do a good job there, or was that pulling it out of my butt? No, I, I, I'm struggling
0: as well. I mean, we were talking before this. We were going to wear some crazy costumes, try to tie in. We're, we're being professional, though. And I think, yeah, like you said, um, some people are searching for love, but there's also a lot of people searching for jobs.
1: <laughs> Recruiting-ish. Web3. 3. Web 3. World-class podcast. Let's get it, let's go. The topics of discussion, you cannot get from another. Opportunities are web three. We got you covered. Meta intro, been dope. Gotta thank you for the love and support that you give and keep it coming. We going up in jazz bees, interviews with the crews, making moves. Let's see, it's a brand. New world of NFTs. Join in recruiting ish podcast, yes, please. Join in recruiting ish podcast, yes, please. Meta Intro does not give financial advice. Information provided by Meta Intro is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. Always do your own research on the companies that you apply to and the opportunities that you invest in. Help
0: couple of people that have reached out um, through the Discord that Meta Intro runs uh, with a couple of questions. We'll listen to them, talk through it, hopefully give some answers and advice, and uh, hopefully it helps that person and others in similar situations.
1: Let's dive in.
0: All right. We'll play the first one.
1: I just want to ask that, like, I'm looking for a way to get a job. I have, like, three years three years experience, I'm looking for a UI UX or product design job. So is that a way you can help?
0: Um, okay. So to sum it up, uh, someone's looking for a UI UX or product design job. Sounds just like, you know, helpful hints to get into the industry, maybe what they should prepare for. Um, got any thoughts?
1: Yeah. With design web three, obviously it has so much to do with your portfolio. But I feel like there are a ton of ways you can go about getting your portfolio out there. Um, I don't know how you go about your hiring practice with designers specifically if they go through tests, or you know, with companies you worked with in the past if they go through like a design test. Um, what what that process looks like? Um, but for us, when we look for designers, we look across a bunch of platforms, not just the Men and Discord, but Dribble is a great one. Um, You know, LinkedIn, AngelList is a good one for us too. Um, We asked for recommendations on Twitter and I'm trying to think what else, how else you can go about finding a design job in web three, hopping into discords, showing off your portfolio, what do you think?
0: Yeah, the portfolio piece is by far the biggest piece. I think for any visual design role, like that's the first thing somebody looks at. So. You got to have your resume. Um, ideally that portfolio link should be right at the top, like showcasing. So somebody can link into it. Um, if you got a LinkedIn, put it on your LinkedIn, like make sure it's visible, um, Twitter, um, like Lacey and the meta intro team have done an awesome job about optimizing your socials. So you've got Instagram, you got Twitter, you know, other social networks and you're branding yourself professionally, like put your portfolio there too. So it's easy access. Um. I think another route, if he's more so asking like, how do I get into product design and maybe doesn't have experience, um, doing some like, you know, free work in a discord. I've seen a lot of people that do like, you know, mock-ups like, Hey, I I did this mock-up, here's some content that I created, like trying to get some experience, maybe that way. Fiverr is really good if you're getting into design to just put your skill set out there and let the market kind of come to you to show off some skills. Then you can take some of that work and put it back into your portfolio to help build it um yeah i think those would be kind of my recommendations as well as applying for roles it's it's all across the board i mean check on some job sites networking's huge in creatives like creatives stick together and they refer networks together so whether that's linkedin or twitter or discord there's probably like some core communities around it um as well as the meta intro discord i know has some sections for that so Always a shameless plug for meta intro, um, but great discord where they'll either have roles posted or, um, you know, you can connect with some folks that might be able to get you into the right place.
1: What makes a really good design portfolio? And second question to that, when's the last time that you looked at an applicant's portfolio and you were like, oh my gosh, I have to hop on a call with this person? And was it because of their design skill or was it because of the way that they displayed their work on their portfolio? So
0: first question on what makes a good designer, I think that's the hardest part of design because it is extremely subjective and it changes not only based on the company and kind of their brand style, could be the hiring manager and maybe what they think works really well or looks really good. Um, and then on the recruiting side too like i'm not a designer but i have preferences like i i like good design and i can maybe hopefully make some decisions so you might deal with three different viewpoints so for like a portfolio i always look at it i mean it's something where I'm interviewing for product design or even content or graphic design that's actually where i look to more than the resume just because it gives you those real life examples um, as well as i think hired managers too like they're super visual so if you've got a really well laid out um, design portfolio, either EDF style and a presentation or like a website. I think that really helps your chances. Um, I'd say there's been a few where I've looked at a resume and I'm like, this isn't a great resume. And then I've looked at the portfolio and I'm like, holy shit, this is like really a star. Um, cause sometimes you can't translate like visual aspects to a resume very well. But you could build a portfolio that's like wow look at all this great work and projects i've done um that's you know really well put together so i've myself like i I think you absolutely have to have that um but you got to also be kind of general with it so like i've seen people do different sections of the portfolio or specific samples if it's you know specific industry um but it's all your own right it's your style you're creative so don't be scared to make it your own Um, Because inevitably that's your design style too. So,
1: and can you explain just for people that are listening what is the difference between a resume, a cover letter, and a portfolio?
0: Yeah. So, resume, I would say, is skills and accomplishments broadly, right? Whether that's education, um, you know, roles, companies you've worked at, some of the accomplishments and things you've done at those should be pretty general usually one to two pages, quick snapshot. Cover letter is taking that resume and translating it to that company or role. So for example, if I was applying at Spotify, you know dear hiring manager, here's my experience and why I want to work at this role at Spotify. Um, normally a page, a couple paragraphs um, short, but translating the resume. Portfolio um, for design candidates is is really where you show, design skill sets um you know i think both you can show your work whether that's you know if you're a video editor um you could do that if it's product design you could show the websites and what you've done um normally on portfolios that i've seen they include like what their like personal contributions were or if it was a team um but hopefully between the three of those like it gives you a ton of different avenues to really like sell yourself and kind of brand yourself Answer so that a
1: candidate and this is the part in the video version of our podcast where I go like this and I point to the screens and you see a cover letter, a resume and a portfolio. So go. if you're listening to the audio version of this, make sure you check out the video version of this on YouTube. Uh, yep. yeah, I, I get that question all the time. You would be surprised if people, people ask me, what is a portfolio? What is that to a resume? Are these two different entity keys? Um, where do they live? How do I submit them? And portfolios, like Alex just said, generally like a website um, or notion page, um, something of that sort. I've seen like a few different creative ways of posting like free uh, online sites because it can get expensive depending on what you're, what you're trying to do with it. Uh, and then a resume is that traditional uh, idea that you have in your head it's a pdf at least for now until it becomes a wallet all of that's going to be out so um if you don't know and you didn't see the youtube version of me going like this check it out online google it yeah. google we'll
0: make it. A, a tiktok and a youtube short of that all right too.
1: what's the next one
0: all right so round two so i had
1: like a little question so i've been in other like Discord and stuff like that and like looking at recruiting stuff and stuff like that to get, like, a job in Web3. And sometimes, like, I get connections over LinkedIn. And they're all, like, kind of random in a way. Or some are from, like, same groups, like, say, people here, listeners, and then they connect with other people in the audience. I was just trying to see, like, is there a way, um, some sort of metric or something in order to kind of choose, like connections or should i just be like accepting connections from wherever all the time
0: summing up um it sounds like questions about linkedin how should they be using it should they be accepting everybody um should they be adding people how like how do you use it what's best best use case
1: that's a good question and i feel like that is very personal to that individual and for me as somebody who's both been on the job seeking side and the hiring side um and now biz dev you know i i think now if you ask me today i'm a little bit more selective with who i had just because there's so many other ways to connect with me um whether that's like on discord on twitter um god forbid telegram Please don't come for my telegram <laughs> um but with linkedin it can get as a recruiter and as a, you might have a different opinion about this. Sometimes it can feel a little overwhelming if I post a job and then all of a sudden there's 500 applicants that also brand requests me. The reason that I would accept all of those requests is because I want them to be engaged with other future roles that I post, other jobs that meta intro posts that are like ecosystem jobs. Um, you know, I want those individuals to see those jobs even if they're not um like a a good fit for our roles but sometimes if we ever will however up until now i accepted everybody for the most part um and individuals can send out requests for various reasons whether you're trying to grow your connections on linkedin um whether you're trying to connect with certain individuals just to have in your network um so but that's just personal to me depends on what your 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 uh goals are for linkedin
0: I think that's a great point. It's, I mean, I I think people forget LinkedIn is social media, right? So like it is your personal image. It's professional in nature, but, you know, there is content on there. People engage, people message. So like, if you want to keep it private to the people you know, you have that ability. Like, I think that's the cool thing about LinkedIn connections is, you know, you can decline people, you can respond back, you can accept them, um, or even you can make your whole profile private you know to just your network. So use it, leverage it to what you need. I do think, though, the more connections you have, the more content you see. And if you're searching for jobs, uh, it's a really good way to you know get some insight. It also is a good way for you to see what it's like working at a company because you can see or connect with people working there, see their content, see what they're posting about. Um, engage with them, like, you can probably make some good connections that are a little bit organic. Um, For me as a recruiter, like, LinkedIn is, well, if I didn't have LinkedIn, I probably wouldn't be very good at my job. So, I connect with everybody. I think I've got almost 32 or 33,000 connections or maybe under that somewhere, but uh, no influencer, not like the Gary V of LinkedIn. Uh, But, it's like, I've worked in recruiting for about seven years, so, I talk to a lot of candidates, and it it like people come and, and message me. They ask me about jobs. I can give them advice, and then even now through so the podcast, like it's giving me a good network to like share that content with. So that was a long way of answering. Like you do you, um, and and don't be scared that you're gonna like you know offend somebody if you decline your LinkedIn request. Just don't use LinkedIn as a dating site. Is my my biggest, oh my gosh, biggest thing because people do that. I was a girls and guys i had some messages where I'm like, now a LinkedIn.
1: I feel like there's a, a good story behind that. So we'll save that for the bonus episode.
0: Yes. There will be a, yeah, there'll be a behind the scenes where I share those details. Funny when it happens, very flattering, but uh, not not the right place for sure.
1: Correct. And this is where I drop Alex's LinkedIn link below here. If you're looking at the YouTube, I'm pointing to it for the request him. Yeah, dms i've stopped
0: every i am my dms are open if you're interested in in the job where i i currently or let you know of or the other thing too that i've been trying to do there's a lot of people laid off so you know message me if you think i'm connected with somebody if you can kind of leverage my connection um i'm happy to kind of play a, you know connector of people so yeah shameless linkedin plug i guess
1: all right what's the next one
0: all right, round, round three. I have a question. Uh, I think it was like two videos ago I made and I mentioned a Chrome extension. It's called Jobalytics. And basically, if you look, um, if you see an advertisement online, if you click this extension, it will give you kind of all the keywords and match them to your CV. I haven't found it to be particularly useful because I haven't got many responses using this. Do you know of any similar or maybe better extensions, similar tools that we can use to kind of optimize our CVs towards job descriptions? Okay, so Jobalytics, I'm going to have to look that up as, I think I think Nick brought it up on one of the episodes.
1: Yeah. I haven't
0: personally used it. Lacey, have you used it before?
1: I haven't, um, but I do know that there are kind of great tools out there that can help you if you will, spray and pray your resume, um, which can be very helpful because if you're a job seeker and you're listening to this, you know how painful it is to do two things. One, have to re-input your data into different ATF systems um, or ATF systems, not even if it's in the same one, not remembering all of your data that you need to put in. Um, And then two, Filling out job applications that mimic the same exact data that's on your resume. And you also have to submit your resume. So I understand the pain points there. It could be really tedious. It slows down your process and probably um, the pace at which you can land that dream job. And so in terms of other tools that I've seen, I have seen um, individuals use that autofill Like, it's not a credit extension, it's like a math thing where you can autofill your data. Um, That's like a hacky way of throwing that together. So every time somebody asks you what your first and last name is, your email address, your phone number, where you last worked, um, it'll just autofill. That's a good way of doing it, it's free. Um, What else? Are you looking at Jobalytics right now?
0: I am. Yeah. So it, it looks, I mean, it looks pretty cool. I mean, like I said, I'll, I'll have to test this out. Um, and probably I could share this with a couple candidates too, and see if they're, they're getting some use from it. I think the yeah. one thing, or I think the sell of this, right, is two things, right? So like you said, like optimizing it, saving time, um, cause there's a lot of job applications, but there's a section in their website that I, I do, I'm going to pick apart. So it says, get past the robots. Your resume isn't read by humans. It's read by machines. Out of
1: she two head applications. applications.
0: It did. I'm like, oh, wait a second. And it's, it, it gives some details about applicant uh, tracking systems or application systems that filter out based on keywords. So this is supposed to help you get past that. Um, for personal experience, I've never worked for a company or with a company that is used... Like a, a robot or, or AI or something to do that. There are there are companies out there. I think Amazon is maybe one of them. Google, probably the big tech firms. But a lot of startups are not going to have the money to pay for a tool like that. And there is going to be someone like a recruiter or a founder that is individually looking at your resume. So you know, optimize it. I think is good. But I yeah, the whole the whole saying of like recruiters are just you know some ATS system. Booting you out is, is not my experience, I should say. But at some okay. point, Chad GPT is going to replace me. I'm just waiting for it. Uh, and I would actually, that could be a great tool for resume building or a cover letter. I mean, again, I'm, I'm not saying cheap. I use AI, but use it as a tool to help. Because um, I've seen some really good stuff that it's put out just in terms of creating or like condensing content. So we may have to have somebody do like a beta test of that, see what their resume looks like.
1: Yeah, we did a live, I want to say two or three weeks ago where we took somebody's cover letter, then took the text for the job description that they wanted, and then went to ChatGPT and said, rework my resume to use keywords from this job description and show how I can be qualified for this role. And it, it rewrote the whole thing in seconds. And I was reading through and I was like, this is great. None of it's wrong. It's all true. It's just reworded in a way that matches JD. And it was done in seconds. So hmm. yeah, be creative. Um,
0: Interesting. We're going to have to, we'll put a, a link to that too so you can see that. And yeah, if you have experience with using chat GPT as in, a job aid, right? Not cheating, job aid. Um, let us know, because maybe we'll have you on to kind of talk about it or review that live, because that would be cool.
1: Or even writing a job description. Um, you know, I don't know, like, in what what way you would want to use it to recruit better applicants, but I'm curious if at some point in your recruitment career, you'll go one day. I wonder if I should use GPT to make this job sound more attractive or um, to use certain keywords. Um who knows? It might happen.
0: Yeah, I've, I've got a, a coworker friend of mine that's been using it to, uh, we call it's Boolean search strings is what we use in LinkedIn to just condense candidates and like filter sort. But he's been using ChatGBT to like build some really detailed ones for some niche crypto roles, and, and he's had some good experience. Um, as well as if you're getting a LinkedIn email from a recruiter, I'd be written by Chat Chat GPT because that's really hard to craft. And again, we do it at volume. So I've seen some LinkedIn messages that have been created through that that are very well written response, you know, messaging. So um, I haven't used it myself. So anybody that's received a message from me, it's personal. Uh, but I, I'll try it out. I'll try anything. I'm not, I'm not scared of the tools. We'll see. At some point, we're all going to be replaced by robots. So, I'm just enjoying the last of it. But that was, uh, that was the three messages we had. Uh, thank you to everybody that reached out. I'm in the Discord and the spaces. Um, we'll continue to do these as part of it. We'll also shuffle in some additional content with guests, maybe a new host. Um, yeah. And if you're interested in, in anything we're doing on the podcast, like, subscribe, engage, um, everything like that for recruiting ish.
1: Yeah, Awesome. And uh, if you want to send in your audio recording, send it to media at meta intro or DM us on Discord. You can DM any of the admins with your MP3. And with that, uh, thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next one.
0: See you next week. Happy Valentine's Day.